look around at this great city of ours. What do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson and Michael Lynn White will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. Listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show right here on WGNS. I'm Michael Lynn White along with Mr. Murfreesboro himself, Bill Wilson. Hello, everybody. Hello. We are here live from downtown Murfreesboro. And make sure to go to the Mr. Murfreesboro Facebook page if you want to watch us live. You can also call in, Bill. 615-893-1450. And you're definitely going to want to call in tonight because we have two very special guests. And we have a very special person that we are honoring and talking about tonight and he is a friend of ours he is a former guest of the show and just a legend here in Murfreesboro we are talking about coach Dean Hayes not only a legend here but he's you know he's he, the world's gonna miss him he's known throughout there's probably uh, Jim and I were talking before the show there's probably more people that know Dean Hayes outside of Murfreesboro I, I mean I hate to say that but he's known throughout the world I think it's been obvious he's known more across the world and internationally and nationally more than he is really in Murfreesboro. And I think part of that is just that he was here so long. Well, let's go ahead and tell Jim. Let's tell everybody who we have with us tonight. We have Jim Simpson, who is – Jim, why don't you tell us – what you're doing now? No, you're retired. But tell I'm us your retired. role at MTSU. I'm you're a retired. longtime friend of Coach Hayes, known him literally his whole career here. That's absolutely true. Um, I'm on a uh, I'm on call now, Michael. Okay. That's what I am. I'm on call. Uh, I directed the Varsity Club, which is the alumni association for athletics, uh, for 20 years before I decided and COVID decided to kind of let me step back so that's what i've done mm-hmm. and we also have a very special guest who is a friend of ours and a friend of the show mr chip walters good to see you the voice of the blue raiders voice of the blue raiders chip thank you for being here tonight appreciate the invite and uh you know it's just a it's an honor to be here to to uh to talk about mr dino as i like to call him every time i went by his office and mm-hmm. and uh and remember and, and hope that uh you know this is not about Jim and I tonight, and I hope that there are folks listening that will call in and share some great memories because he touched an awful lot of people. And when you think about, you know, you talked about him being world famous, and I was thinking about this today that that Dean is is probably one of the probably the most world famous person that I have ever known because Mm -hmm. uh, because you think about he he. You know, his Rolodex had people on every continent and, uh, you know, he talked to people and, and he was a, a true citizen of the, of the world. And, and and that's something that, you know, obviously we'll we'll dive into uh, as the night goes on. But, you know, he, he's certainly going to be missed. That's, uh, you know, the sadness is all on us because we don't have him anymore. But the thing that's one thing that's 110 percent sure we know where he is right now. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That is true. And he was here in July, the last time he was here, and it's when uh, Chamati had won the 
Is it the steeplechase? What? Yeah. 3,000 meter steeplechase. Three, uh-huh. 3,000 meter. And he was one of our first guests, He was Bill. one of our first guests. And he was up, yeah, he was up here. And the stories that Coach Dean Hayes could tell were far none the best I've ever heard. I mean, like North Korea, I know we'll get into this, but he had some of the best best stories I've ever heard. I know y'all know him. y'all knew him a lot better than I did. Oh, I wish we could. I wish we had him here where he could talk about the boycott of the of the Olympics in Russia. Oh, I don't know. We wouldn't. We wouldn't have. We, we could fill, have, We don't have enough time. In we'd an be hour. done with our show. What's funny about him is he stood right over here, kind yeah. of where you are, Chip, when he was here. And I've interviewed him and chatted with him many times, but he was just so chill about everything. And he went through these crazy things, and it's like nothing phased him. He was just. Cool he under was tough, pressure. He was yeah. cool. He was smart. He just and he really cared about his athletes and his students. And you student had a, athletes. Yeah, and you had a chance to when they put the uh, the thing out at the library, the mm-hmm. big presentation about his career at Middle Tennessee. What Jim was that about a year and a half ago, something like Just that. Two years. Two, two years, years ago. Yeah. That that has now moved over to the Kennan Hall of Fame building. Oh, so good. if you missed it at the Walker Library, right it's available mm-hmm. to go look at. Uh, and this would obviously be a great time to go do that uh, while we're all remembering a great guy. Well, you know, it's funny because um, for those, of, I'm sure everyone listening knows who he is, but I'm kind of, I've been in Murfreesboro four years. When I interviewed him and learned about him, I did not know the scope of his reach and just how big he was and how important he was for MTSU because he brought the first black athletes yeah. to MTSU. Segregated the, to MTSU, you're exactly right. And, I mean, just the history of it still kind of blows my mind. And what's funny, but he's so funny because y'all know him. He He's very humble, but at the same time, he doesn't mind talking about, you know, his accomplishments and stuff like that. But it's just kind of one of those, oh, yeah, it's one of those things that I did. Because he was a math teacher. He was a math teacher. That's right. And then he wanted to come. He came here from Chicago or right outside of Chicago. Isn't that right, Jim? Right. Went to Lake Forest University. Yes. And then his, he came his here. first job out of college, uh, if I'm correct, Jim, was, 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 uh, was with the it was in the NFL with the Chicago Cardinals. That's that's and right. he was a he was that. a scout for him basically and and, uh, and and Jim you can correct me and, and add on to this but the, I mean the, you think about the Cardinals well they're in Phoenix now well before that they spent a long time in Chicago right. and then or, or in St. Louis and then prior to that they were in in Chicago so you know he was a Chicago guy you know a Bears you know Dub Bears yeah. and, and and Cardinals guy and and, and kind of because you you could probably tell better than anybody how he ended up here in Murfreesboro and and at MTSU. Yeah, he shared that with us. He uh, uh, had finished his teaching job in uh, Chicago, and uh, he wrote he he wanted to get into college coaching, and he started he writing letters, and he wrote four letters. He looked up in the NCAA manual and looked for people who were looking for a track coach. He wrote four universities, one of which was Middle Tennessee State, and. He came down and basically got the job and went back, and he needed a part-time gig while he was in Chicago waiting to come down here, and his wife was teaching, Jan was teaching too, and so they were wrapping things up, and he needed a part-time job, and so the Cardinals hired him, yeah. and so he worked part-time during their summer camp before he came down here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came here, and, and the rest is history. What's funny is I did some interviews when – what was it when those athletes came back? It was for homecoming. The Pioneers. The Pioneers. Yeah, the Pioneers. Yes, mm-hmm. when we had the um, – And Jim talked to them. Uh, Jim helped uh, organize the the uh, African-American athletes that yes. came and, and had, the, mm-hmm. had all that. And, and Dean was very – 
deeply involved in that you yeah. know i'd like to touch on that dean dean you you, you said he he uh, integrated athletics which is true he actually integrated the university right. the whole university the whole university because when he started recruiting athletes and he said this many times he didn't care what color they were mm -hmm. and at that time the uh uh, civil rights bill had just been passed in 1964. Wow. So this was the South was reluctant to recruit uh, African Americans. Right. Uh, all the athletes either went to HBCUs or they went north to the Big Ten if they were good enough and so forth. So he started going after the black athletes, and when he came, their girlfriends started coming, their friends started coming. Mm -hmm. So you know, we went from basically I think we had maybe two or three African Americans in school, but when he came here, we quickly integrated. Yeah. And you were around at that time, right, Jim? Yes, Michael Lee and I was there. <laughs> <laughs> am, I allowed to, am I allowed to say? Well, you already said it. Okay, what? sorry. My so, bad. You so, were a student. You started in I was a student. You were a student. Uh, I was a student in 1965, and Dean came to work here in 1965. So what was it like for you when, I mean, we're in the South here, and it, what's cool is that Coach Hayes, honestly, he like mm -hmm. had no fear. He still has no. no fear, but, you know, doing that, what was that like for you hearing about these athletes and all of that when that was going on? Well, I was I was a fan of Middle Tennessee, so I wanted to win, and and I was mm -hmm. not familiar. I, was it, it a college thing? Or was it, when did it become a university? I don't mean no, it was a, it, it funny, was a university. It was oh. a university by the time he got here. Okay. It, it mm -hmm. went from college to university on July the 1st, 1965. Right when he got and here. And he got okay. here that fall. He got here that same So it was college week. and then yeah, went to oh, university. Wow. I didn't mean, go ahead. And, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it. I never, it never registered with me. Um, my high school had only integrated the previous year. Okay. So we had we had no black students in my high school uh, until that year. But honestly, that wasn't it wasn't an earth shaking uh, event even then. But when I came here, I kind of expected to see black athletes. We mm -hmm. we didn't have a black athlete playing football until 1969. Wow. When Ed Miller and Raymond Bonner, who is an assistant for Coach Hayes, mm -hmm. now came here yeah ray was obviously ray one, one who, who uh, talk about who all was on that panel uh for the 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 pioneers that day i don't want to put you on the spot well you did uh, <laughs> i can look it up really quick Come on, I was there. there were some cool guys and they yeah. were so fun and a, a lady that i interviewed was really awesome that was beanie secret yes, from yes. atlanta yeah uh she she was here before they had uh scholarships we didn't issue mm -hmm. uh uh scholarships to females at all huh. until 1965 i mean 1975 wow so she played here actually before she, when it was a club sport right and there, the interesting story about that and she tells it um as an anecdote when they would go on road trips they'd have to get money to drive they didn't have uniforms they scrounged up enough money to buy uniforms and when they would go on the road, I remember talking about the going to Chattanooga and they stopped to eat and they had to put Beanie down in the back seat and put an overcoat over her because wow. she couldn't go in and eat where they went. So mm. they got food and brought it out to her. But you were asking, uh, the first um, African-American athlete to get a scholarship to, to play sports here was uh, a guy named J Jerome Singleton. Jerome and, Singleton. And... Dean had actually gone back to Chicago to recruit and recruited a number of, of people from Chicago because they had good athletes there, and they were interested. And Jerome told me this week, 
he wasn't interested in integrate. He was a guy that integrated athletics at middle, but he that never entered his mind. Right. The politics of didn't enter. I no, mean, he, was, he he that was he an good athletes. That was an opportunity for him to get an education. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a ticket for him to get an education. He did, and he was very successful after that. But. Uh, is Ray Bonner and Glory Bonner are they any are they kin? They're married. They, they, oh, they, yeah. they live yeah. with okay. each other. Okay. So <laughs> another icon little, in our little, community. Yeah. <laughs> love her. And you know, uh, and and then Willie Brown, who yeah. was the first basketball player, came from Father Ryan. And Willie. ironically, Jim, uh, last week was the anniversary of the uh, the great game between Pearl and Pearl that featured Perry Wallace for, yeah. for Pearl and uh, Willie Brown for Father Ryan. And uh, and and there's there you know there are a lot of folks in uh, us old heads and older heads than than us even talk about how that basketball game at Municipal Auditorium probably did as much for for race relations mm-hmm. and 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 learning about and uh, each other and, right. and accepting each other as anything that ever happened. And, and ironically, Chip uh, Willie Brown, who was our first African American athlete. Uh, in basketball mm-hmm. was on not Pearl but Father Ryan. Correct. The private school. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. He, he played and it's for Father Pearl, Ryan. not Pearl Cone. Well, Pearl. It, was, it was Pearl then. And then it, it became Pearl Cone. Yeah, there was yeah. Pearl and there was Cone, and now yeah. they, it's Pearl Cone. Cornelius Ridley was the head coach the, at Pearl, and they wore the uh, they wore the, the red and white checkerboard. It looked like a Purina feed sack uh, back in the day. And they came back later on when he came back uh, to Pearl later on, and they wore those same kind of uniforms. And Bill Derrick uh, was the head coach at, at Father Ryan at the time. And and uh, those two guys meant so much. But they were all part of, you know, and the thing with, with Dean, when you tie it all back there, is it wasn't a big deal to him. And it was just it was just going about just doing business his job. Yeah. and doing his job and trying to be the best they could, and that's what it took. And I hope people don't take this wrong way, but Dean's told us many times, Chip, as you know, uh, in in Chicago when he was growing up, the Civil War was just a chapter in a book. Mm-hmm. That's all it mm-hmm. was. And when he came down here, he wow. found out pretty quickly it that it, right. they were still, we were that. still fighting it down yeah. here. Absolutely. And I think that's what, you know, the where he grew up he didn't grow up down here so that played a big that part in why to. he just yeah. you know didn't care about it which is awesome so we are gonna take a quick break thank you so much to jim simpson and chip walters for being here on the mr murfreesboro show we're going to be right back talking more about coach dean hayes <laughs> Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. You can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. 
curve them, crack them, or bend them, we can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Regal Tile provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Tile will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. You can find them at 316 West Main Street here in Murfreesboro or online at regaltitlellc.com or by phone at 615-295-8042. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. We are back with the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. I'm Michael Lynn White, along with Bill Wilson. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yes, we are here remembering and honoring Coach Dean Hayes of MTSU. And here joining us is Jim Simpson and Chip Walters, who knew the man well. And we're just here talking about him tonight, reading comments on Facebook. Let's go ahead and go to Facebook really quick. Actually, Ava Florida Short says, Dean Hayes Hmm. was a true blue legend. MTSU won't be the same without him. And we have several people. Great man. His daughter says Lake Forest College was his undergraduate degree. Our friend Missy Smotherman is listening from Naples, Florida. And so... We are just going to We'd like to say hello to to Aaron yep. and Kara, yeah. Dean's daughters who are listening in, and Jan, his wife. Uh, our sincere condolences yes. to the family. Yeah, much love to them. And and uh, you, you talk about a, a tight family and who looked out for each other. And, and those girls, I mean, they have been, you know, along with Jan, uh, have just been a, a rock to coach. And, and you know, it's, uh, it, it's going to be – it's just going to be odd, you know, to not walk through Murphy Center in the in the athletic offices and not and not see him. him. And the the thing that I remember so much about about uh, Dean was, you know, doing games on the radio. You come in from wherever at you know on a Sunday or late at night, things right. like that. You might walk through the office and Dean would be in his office on the phone because he might be calling Ghana, you know, talking to his connection <laughs> because over of there. the time. Yeah, because time of the time difference. differences, things like right. that. But uh, you know, he was. Uh, you know he was uh, he was going to be working Man, and making it and trying to make it better. I got I went to see him back in June. Went by his office to, to talk to him about coming on the show and I sat down in his office. I've never seen so many 
like plaques and uh, all those the, all, by all Americans. The all Americans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many all Americans did I he think have? There are eighty five. Eighty five wow. that that for one hundred and twenty five total all American awards. Correct. And Olympians. We could talk Olympians. I mean, uh, Brian Oldfield. I remember him. The uh, shot putt. He was on Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. Tommy. Haynes. He was a character. Tommy uh, Haynes. Yes. Tommy Haynes. Y'all. I mean, y'all know. Yep, we've had, we've had NCAA champions. Uh, uh, you know, l- the latest obviously was Keegan Chamati, who was a, a three thousand meter. Marty Scales uh, in the Mar- hundred. Marty Scales was the fastest man in America wow. when he won the hundred meter uh, at the uh, at the uh, national championships. So, you know, the list goes on and on, and, and of, of so many that lives that he touched. But you walk into that into that office, and that one wall, which grew into two walls. Just eight by ten, eight by. You only got your picture on the wall if you were an All American, and it's covered. And there were eighty-five yeah. people who won a hundred and twenty-five All American honors throughout you know, their I, career. I'd like to say something else about Dean as far as his tenure at the university. Everybody knows what he did in track. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that's pretty mm-hmm. much uh, out there for everybody to digest. But Dean Hayes was loyal to every sport in at that university yeah. he went to football games he would appear at basketball volleyball uh tennis golf i mean whatever the blue raiders were playing dean dean took an interest knew what was going on he loved the kids uh, no matter what sport uh, he handled compliance for a number of years he so, did so he had to deal with uh, uh all of our kids from all of their sports mm-hmm. uh, and so he he loved that uh, he loved dealing with the kids. And if there was a coach that didn't go spend time on his couch <laughs> and seek his counsel, it was their own fault. That's right. Uh, because mm-hmm. he was there and would talk to anybody and everybody uh, for for whatever whatever you wanted to learn from him. He he was there, you know, there to do that. And such a kindred spirit too. Yeah, yeah. He was in, in like you know, like you said, he was he was an everyman, but he was also. A world citizen, he could, he could, he could disappear into a crowd, and people around him had no idea what kind of, you know, international impact uh, he had. And uh, you, you know, Chip, that's kind of the way he wanted. It. It's exactly right. the way, I, in, in mm-hmm. my opinion, the way yeah. that, he, that he liked it. But, I used to, but get... he, he certainly, like Michael Lynn said, that smile did come on his face when you talked to him and recognized him. Hey, you know, was out at the track meet the other day and right. and and all of that and uh, and saw your got your kids and they look great and and he was very proud uh, of, of all the accomplishments and uh, and all the championship trophies. Not proud of runner up trophies, but no, he didn't like the he didn't like them. But he was proud of runner up tro- or proud of uh, championship, championship trophies. It's funny. And he I won fifty five. Yeah, fifty five championships yeah i actually i actually saw him take a second place trophy and toss it in the dumpster no way oh yeah are you serious oh yeah they were walking i've heard that story they were walking down the ramp going into the murphy center and he's toting the trophy next thing you know crash and then he just threw it away oh lord that that is well it's funny because we were it's funny hello alan farley our friend alan farley we were talking about him actually before the show but he commented on facebook and he says you never saw a runner-up trophy in his office (laughs) that's correct he didn't allow (laughs) no runner-up and and you know the 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 thing the the when you talk about him as far as track in general and we can jump into some of the you know the the really high positions that he held uh you know with the olympics the goodwill games all that kind of thing but you know the one sport where he was considered the preeminent 
expert on was the triple jump. That's mm-hmm. it. Which is, you know, is you know, it's a it's a very unusual event in track and field. You know, it's you know, it's kind of called the hop, skip, and a jump, but it right. was, it's the triple jump. And he had very unique training techniques that made his triple jumpers the uh, the very best in the world. And, and on the other hand, the very best in the world from other countries would seek him out for his advice and training. Well, he, he wrote books. Yeah, he wrote the he wrote uh, books he wrote on the it. He wrote, exactly. the book he wrote books on it. it. One, of the, one of the fellows that he recruited, Greg Artis uh, from remember that name. up north. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, – uh, he actually recruited himself um, because of the triple jump. And he had heard about Dean Hayes, and wanted to come here. He, because of he Dean recruited Hayes. himself. Another guy that recruited himself, I think, is one of our All Americans that was in the Olympics, is Tommy Haynes. Tommy. Haynes. Tommy was from Nashville, and he came down here, and and he was talking to Coach about coming on, and Coach said, "You know, Tommy, we've got four guys that are going to be ahead of you, and we, I, I think maybe you might look at Tennessee Tech." <laughs> and Tommy said, "No, no, I want to come here, and and." and run for you and uh so he did and he wound up being in the olympics tommy haynes did wait i think i spoke with tommy haynes before that event at mtsu um about coach hayes is that right jim yeah i think he was here yeah i think he He was was here he would come back fairly frequently yeah and i did for anybody who's wondering i'll have to post it a link on our show tonight of the story i did which was a runner-up for a national award because and all the comments that i had from that story who i interviewed coach hayes with these african-american athletes coming back one they all praised mtsu and their time here which i thought was cool because it was in the 1960s what a difficult time athletes loved and they loved coach hayes they loved mtsu it was a building block for their success and um well i'd I'd like to mention something else other than the athletics part of it and and if dean was sitting in here with us he he would pound that into our brains too (laughs) he believed in opportunity for sure and beyond athletics every time he would get praise and he would he would he would shy away from praise every time, but but every time he did get praise, I've heard him say it a hundred times. It's not me; it's the athletes. You get opportunities. It's up to you to do take advantage what of, you yeah. can take advantage of, and mm-hmm. and they did. And he was so proud of all of them for that. And the students, athletes, loved him. Oh, they, they loved him. They loved him. And again, he was so big on, you know, you're not going to be you. You can be an Olympic and you can do this forever, but you're going to have to get your degree. He was really big on the kids getting their degree and yeah. going back to their country right. or doing whatever. He was so big on them getting their education. Speaking of that, how many countries did he recruit? I mean, Guyana, I mean, can you... Or Ghana was, Ghana, the, I mean. was the main, uh, and and I can think of, you know, two guys in particular that are really close friends of mine, Boniface Amuzu and uh, mm-hmm. Christian Encia, who uh, were, were great athletes for him, and, and, uh, and, and it, it was... And I, and I wish I had sat down with him and 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 talked more in depth about how he made those original connections, uh, you know, with with the other countries and and you know and they've kept them all these years. Um, okay, well, it looks like we have a caller. Hello, who do we have here? This is Jeff. How you doing? Oh, Jeff I think Neal. we Jeff. remember Jeff. Jeff. What's Neal. up, Jeff? I, I just wanted I just want to say, Chip, Chip. I know you guys there, but last spring when they had the uh, outdoor track and field, or was ironic, the women's team was top with USA, and, and it was in the it was in the stadium. Bears his name. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, y'all, y'all, I know, I know, I know, y'all remember that. That's one of the talkers titles that Bill Tennessee won last year. But he was so dominant. Uh, you said you talk about all the conference championships he won. He won the coach of the year thirty-three times in fifty-seven years. Mm-hmm. He, he was so when dominant. the next Saban? I mean, he, he was so dominant. <laughs> OVC, he, and they were the OVC. He won it ten years in a row. Oh, well, he's that ten years from the late seventies. He won ten years in a row, coach of the year. Now, the old decade. Ten years in a wow. row. And Carl, yeah. Carl Lewis, and Carl Lewis said about him when he passed away. Said he met him in high school. Said he kept up with him over the years. And he said he said he was a real gentleman. Was going to be missed. And when Carl Lewis talks about you, yeah, he tweeted. Grace lives of all yeah. time. When he talks about you, you know you've done something. You know, I, 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 I appreciate that, Jeff. Yeah, and, yeah I hang up this guy. I want to show appreciate. Thanks, that. Jeff. You know, I, Thank I can you, think Jeff. of t- two things in Jim that come to my mind that he was extremely proud of. Number one, and I'm, I'm kind of working in reverse here, was when when the Dean Hayes Track and Soccer Stadium opened and they had the dedication of that. It was probably the biggest collection of his former student-athletes, and he was just beaming. Yeah, and, uh, and he didn't know it either. He, yeah, he didn't know all those people were coming back. He had and, no idea. And it just yeah. absolutely meant the world to him. And they get they went all the way back to his first his first year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the, the other thing is, we go back about, gosh, what now, 22 years, with Middles last year in the OVC and their first year in the Sun Belt. Well, the Sun Belt offered an opportunity for Middle. They were finishing up their time in the Ohio Valley Conference, and which Middle had dominated in track and field. Middle and Western over the years had battled, yeah. you know, tooth and nail. But comp- or the Sun Belt said, well, you know, our, our – conference meet is the next weekend why don't you all bring your team and come over and get to know the coaches. get to know the other yeah. coaches and things like that and doggone if middle didn't go in there after winning the ovc championship they went and they won the sunbelt meet they the very first year the first and he was one and, week yeah and he was so tickled That's about of. that so yeah. Well, I think it's amazing everything he accomplished because I, me coming from growing up in an sec college town you know that's all you hear and all that stuff and then coming to middle tennessee and learning about mtsu and i'm alumna of mtsu and learning about coach hayes is just really amazing everything he accomplished on let's go to our facebook comments really quick we have dale short dale great tennis player i filled in as the cc coach back in the day (laughs) when he was coaching olympics tony stennett was one of our star runners i did not know that okay tony so was so was dale dale was uh, dale was a a cross-country runner yeah Yeah. Yeah. and dale also says best coaching advice he ever gave me was to do as little as possible lol (laughs) (laughs) what does that mean don't Don't mess it up don't Don't, screw them up don't mess it up okay recruit the best the best out there and then don't screw up that's what that means that's hilarious oh my gosh you know i'd like to say something about dean's uh something other than sports uh something that you probably don't know i know the family knows about this but about once a week dean would go to sam's he loved animals Mm -hmm. he loved dogs he loved cats (laughs) he loved pets and i didn't know this he did he would he would drive by himself to sam's and pick up a 50 pound bag of dog food and take it over and give it to paws and let them feed their dogs and he would uh, he'd play with the dogs a little bit he did that about every week and then 
the last time he went, I think he told me he couldn't pick up a 50-pound bag, so he got a 10-pound bag. Oh, that's sweet. I did not know that. I didn't him. know. He never talked huh. about the animals. I he, guess we were always talking about other things. Yeah. but Dean, Dean was always good, uh, again, in those sessions uh, on his couch. Uh, could be – once I got in – when I got into real estate in particular, he quizzed me a lot because – you know, Dean at one time he had you know he he liked to dabble in in real estate right. and things like that and and uh, and would also give you good ad- advice on the stock market things like that. So he was okay. He was he was a man of a, a lot of talents. You know, we would always kid him. You know, every coach in the on the past ten years or so has got a television in their office now. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. So you walk into every coach's office and you know. Football office has got the NFL going, or college football. Basketball's got college basketball. Uh, all these baseballs got it. Dean had the stock market. He had on CNBC he? on, yeah. So he could watch the stocks. Yeah, he's watching all that. But talk talk a little bit about your about your lunch group. Oh me, uh, yeah. Uh, the lunch group that? evolved over the years, but it always included Dean and me. Yeah, there there were you two were the the two the, the constants, yeah. and then there were pieces. That have come in and out over the years. I can't really tell you everything about. Well, that. I understand well, that. Tell us the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> we discussed a lot of things, mostly sports, a lot of life. Would y'all go to the same place, or would y'all just pick a place and oh, go? Oh me, I can't just tell call you. them up we and say, to, "Let's go." We went to one little chicken restaurant here an entire summer, and uh, we got the very same thing. Dean, Dean didn't like to eat. Well, he, Dean, he was, yeah, Dean is the first person who ever told me. He goes, "Well." Uh, I, I eat to live. I don't live to eat. That's know? why he was so slim. Oh, my gosh. I need that, Chip. I need that philosophy. He, he, he told funny. me if I could take a pill. Yeah. Oh, know, yeah. I, Are I you would, serious? Sure. He just didn't like to eat? He just didn't care for food. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he just didn't care. But he did like to go to Captain D's. He okay. did. Yeah. He liked what did he Captain order? D's. Yeah, yeah. Well, he played with his food after he ordered it. He, he'd order fried fish, but he would spend the first half of the hour taking the covering off the fish. And mixing it with the sauces that he got, I, I don't know. I quit watching. That's that stuff. What's his but, but, favorite food? I wish his family would comment. We love to talk about food. On did he have a sweet tooth? No, no, no. He did like Twinkies. Uh, <laughs> he would eat. He would eat Twinkies, but just but looking now, at him, now, you know but, he doesn't but, have but a about sweet the lunch tooth. group. That, that it was you and he. And Bill Whitehill was in it for a while. Ed Arning has been in it. I've been in and out over the years. Well, yeah, we always had. Uh, guests yeah we always had guest guests. appearances and and but, then and then there's the other lunches that have that have evolved over the last several years with a lot of the folks that uh well coach donnelly has come coach earl comes to some all the all the guys who had connections from the tennessean yeah former sports writers yeah larry woody mike larry organ woody. Mar- mike organ would biddle would come, would come some when he was joe, able joe joe biddle yeah I see on our Facebook, just by the way, everybody, Aaron, his daughter, right, says yeah. spaghetti with meat sauce was his favorite. <laughs> hey, know. that's good. Spaghetti with Dang, meat I sauce. Dang, I wish I knew that because I would have been like, Coach, let's go eat some spaghetti. It's one of my favorite foods, too. I at love the, it. At the chicken restaurant we went to every day for an entire summer. I still can't believe we did that, but <laughs> we did it. And Dean went up to pay for his meal one time, and the little girl, he got back to the table with the chicken and he realized that the girl had made a mistake on the on the order on the, on the change oh. no the order was right but the change was wrong <laughs> she had just kind of missed it so it kind of became a joke the next day we went back again 
and he gave her the same amount of money again, and she gave him the same mistake change again. <laughs> no Are you serious? So he decided, let's see how long this is going to go. We went all summer, and she never corrected it. It was wrong, but we don't know how she got there. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Is it fair to say if there was a, a Mount Rushmore of Middle Tennessee State University, he would be well, there. Well, yeah, Chris Massaro said not. Said it he well. Would, he it said not be, just in athletics, but for the university. For the yeah, university for sure. as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, he he was there. He was employed at that university for more than half of its life. Right. Wow. Fifty something years. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven yeah. years. Wow. And, yeah. and and the university's a hundred will be a hundred and eleven years this year. That's true. So, so he was there for, for more, more than, than half. half yeah. of, Unreal of its time. We used period. to talk about walking the campus and looking at the buildings, and they'd be named after people, and we'd say, "Well, we knew him, and we knew her, and <laughs> mm-hmm. we knew them." So that's kind of a shaky deal there knowing everybody that's got their names on the buildings (laughs) so now we have the dean a hayes stadium we need him too and and really really proud of that um and and you know it it would be curious to throw this out how many people listening tonight ever had coach hayes for first aid oh my goodness is that what he is that what he taught that's what he taught in in pe in hypers uh is uh, uh there's so many people that had had dean for for first aid and he had I'm going to put Jim on the spot one more time because he had a joke every year to each one of his classes that he would tell about <laughs> oh, a, about safety and first aid, and that was? He, he had a little <laughs> sing-song saying he would say, and you could hear the kids talking about it all the time. They would know You would know that you had Dean for first aid when you would hear him say, uh, if you run across a skeleton in the desert, there's not much you as a first aider can do. <laughs> so, so. I've never. <laughs> I did not know that, Chip. That's yeah. Coach Hayes. Did he make that up? I guess. I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> How cute. Oh, so. my gosh. Okay. We have another caller. Hello. Who do we have here? Well, it's the great Edwin Lee Raymer. How you doing, huh? Ed, hello. What's yeah. up? Hey, Ed. Thanks oh, for calling. Fine. Hello, Bill. Um. Listen, I, I did want to tell a story, and that Chip and Jim may have to help me out on this. Now, I haven't been able to listen to the whole show, so I didn't hear all the other, some of the calls. But I remember when, uh, Bill, you know, you set up an interview with us when you were with me. Right. With Coach Hayes, and he was good enough. Now, this is back when the COVID thing first started. Mm-hmm. And he was good enough to, uh, to call in. And uh, I was always grateful that Bill set that up. And thanks again, Bill, because it, you know, it was a great opportunity. Uh, but when he called, he, he uh, Alan Farley, apparently, and Jim, you may know more about this than the rest of us, I think Alan is his neighbor or lived by or knew him very well or something. Mm-hmm. I'd made a joke with Alan about, uh, you know, he's still sore, uh, Coach, over that $3 you owe him on that bet that you lost 20 years ago. <laughs> Alan Farley said, hey, I want to tell you something. If you get three dollars out of that man, so you, <laughs> are you? Yeah, you put it in a frame and hang it on your office wall because that would be a miracle in itself. <laughs> oh well, he had that reputation, Ed, but he really wasn't. Yeah, he, he, he was very generous, as we talked about. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Yeah, but uh, I thought that was a, a you know a hum- striking little bit of humor to put in there about that that Alan would do that. Because he could rib him back and forth, you know, and uh, and, that, and that's a great thing about a person like that. Uh, and another thing, 
and you know, y'all may have touched on this. Like I said, I don't mean to repetition this on your show, Bill, but the number did he not negotiate with a bunch of Olympic athletes? He had a bunch of athletes he was involved with in the in the Olympics. Yeah, Is that correct. Oh yeah. Yes, he yeah. was actually in charge of jumps at the uh, which Olympics was that? Was it? Uh, he Korea? was in Seoul. Uh, the first mm-hmm. time they were there, I wish Aaron and Kara yeah, and, and they, uh, Aaron, Aaron were here. He they, they can straighten us out. But he was um, just looking here. He, he was uh, he he was in he was head coach of the U.S. team in the Goodwill Games, and uh, and was also the the jump coach in uh, in the Olympics. And I think I just got a text from from Aaron. It's 1988. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Seoul, Korea. So, yeah, and he's got great. He had stories he told us about. Going down through a tunnel in the DMZ zone. Yeah. He said, I looked down there and there was a soldier oh, yeah. with a machine gun mm-hmm. pointed at me. And it was, they're looking at each other. They're looking at each other. The, the, the exactly. South, the South Korean and the North Korean. I've heard him tell that yeah. story. See, one of his track athletes was second in command there. Keith Cromarty, who was a, a hurdler and jumper here back when he first got here, was second in command. So he got. A pretty special tour when he went up there to visit. Wow! Well, Hall of Fames that that Dino uh, has been inducted into. Uh, he he was in the Blue Raider Hall of Fame wow. in 1982, which he'd only been here set you know right. what 17 years yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. and he was put in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame in 1994, the Illinois Sports Hall of Fame in wow. 1993, the Mason Dixon Athletic Club Hall of Fame in 2005. United States Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association Hall of Fame in 2008, Lake Forest College Hall of Fame in 2009, and in his hometown of Naperville, Illinois, in their home in their Hall of Fame in 2019. So, you know, he oh. uh, very well, you know, deserved and, and honored More to by, come, by all of those all of those entities that that he touched with track and field uh, and that, throughout that, his. That career. goes back to my statement about being better known probably nationally than mm-hmm. he was here in murphy and internationally internationally yeah i mean just talking about north korea and the, the places they went there's no telling how many lives he affected not hundreds it's it's thousands oh yeah oh yeah for sure we have uh dale short says he along with steve peterson and john stanford would take the time and chat no matter how busy they along with jimmy earl were mtsu athletics all hall of famers and Thanks, then Debbie Dale. Collins Simpson says, "I know her. Yeah, <laughs> I think you that? might know, you know her." her? Yeah. <laughs> she says, "I had him for tennis class in summer, and he would let <laughs> us leave the temperature on the bank. It got to 100. I had him for tennis in the summer, and he yes, 100 degrees. If it got to 100 degrees on <laughs> oh on the God. bank across the street on the sign over there, he'd, he'd let just him, he'd let him cut loose. <laughs> he'd yeah. let him go. Oh my yeah. gosh, I can only imagine having him for." Uh, what did he like to do? I mean, did he read books? I mean, what? Oh yeah, he yeah was he a was, big reader. Or? He read a lot. Yeah, he did. He he worked with stock market. And he read and he loved his animals. You know, he loved animals. his pets. And, and I'll tell you, the other ninety percent of the time was track, mm-hmm. and was Middle Tennessee State Blue yeah. Raider track. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I've often kidded him about. It. I said, well, I I came by Christmas Day and didn't see your car there. Why were you not there? You know. And, <laughs> He just he would go every day and work. That chip, you were telling me that earlier, and we were just kind of talking this afternoon. Um, again, I don't know if people really know. I mean, he was how old was he? Eighty. He was eighty. 80 he was eighty four on December the fourteenth. Okay, yeah. eighty four, and he was coming to work 
every day he just was yeah up until so I mean, he was back in december he was you know he was in the office yeah. uh and and you know and and as this last bout of of uh health issues got to him i think you know because dean was as tough as wet leather uh-huh. and would he never was. never complain about anything and, and everybody was so used to seeing him when they would come in they knew that that when you know in the last few months that you know he's not been there quite as much they knew that that things were serious and everybody had a lot of care for and 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 thoughts for for him at that time going through what he was going through right I'm just so sad that I didn't – I wish that I had seen him. As I'm thinking of him now in my brain, I'm thinking, next time I see him, I'm going to have to get on to him for – you know, and I'm thinking, oh, man, you know. Uh, we're all, we all so have a sad. list of things that, that, that we haven't – that we didn't get a chance. And uh, But he knows. Yeah. He knows. He yeah, knows he, he knows. was loved. And how fun oh. is it that we can have this conversation tonight and have people commenting on well, how oh, he's wonderful listening. I mean, I've got, I've got tears in my eyes was. but a smile on my face, I you know, know, thinking about right. thinking about Dean and, and the whole family because, I mean, his family touched my family. I've got a sister who's a teacher, and and she all the only teacher she ever really talked about when she got her education degree was Jan Hayes. Really? And, uh, matter of fact, when uh, – when, uh, when uh, it was announced that that coach had passed, she called me. I was on the road, uh, in, in with the basketball team, and my sister called me and said, "I saw where Coach Hayes died." And I said, "Yeah, it's, it's really sad, and we're gonna miss him." And uh, and and she goes, "I I just I need to I need to send a note to to Miss Jan because uh, she meant so much to me." And Aww. she it, and I told Jim this earlier. I said, it, "My sister said Jan taught us more things about being a teacher." than was what was in our textbooks. Yeah. And she goes, Jan Hayes taught me to, on my blackboard in my classroom, don't erase the chalk left or sideways because it makes your butt wiggle. She goes, she goes mate, you know, erase the chalk up and down. Up and down. And that oh way you, you, your, your kids won't laugh at you. So I saw, that's I saw, so I, I saw a post on Facebook about Coach Hayes. It's somebody that had him in uh, – in first aid and he said they were they were working with what they called recess annie which was a <laughs> uh, which was a dummy you know and they were doing mm-hmm. uh, uh like cpr cpr stuff. on yeah. him and <laughs> on the first try he the, the guy got finished with him and he came over and he said how did i do coach and he said well you only killed her twice <laughs> oh, oh my gosh i can hear him saying that i wish that i had met some of his family but i was always you know at mtsu or up here so but i know that he has a such a sweet loving supportive system um well actually we're gonna go to a break soon but can we talk about coach hayes um his what's You're, coming what's up? coming up yeah. Yeah. yeah and jim jim has a little better feel on that and and why don't you do that well first, go jim. ahead because i'm going to text aaron and see if she's got any any new any stuff but we just want to say he is survived by his wife jan daughters aaron and kara and sister judy wolf and the family asks you to consider donating to mtsu track and field athletes endowed scholarship to continue his legacy of supporting the athletic and academic success of future generations of mtsu track and field athletes details on a celebration of life will be shared as soon as they are available i know a lot of people will be asking about that yeah. woodfin memorial chapel is in charge of the arrangement and they, they are having something private for the 
the family. Right. And uh, I know the girls have set up uh, an email address, and they okay. would, and it's Coach Dean Hayes at gmail.com. And for anybody and everybody mm. who'd like to share thoughts, remembrances, things like that, Wonderful. just uh, send it to that email address, Coach Dean Hayes at gmail.com. I'm going to put that in the comments, and I'm also going to put that in the post okay. later. So thank you for that. And we are going to, this is a good time for us to take a little break. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curb them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Regal Tile provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Tile will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. You can find them at 316 West Main Street here in Murfreesboro or online at regaltitlellc.com or by phone at 615-295-8042. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. We are back to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. I'm Michael Lynn White, along with Bill Wilson, and our guests, Jim Simpson and Chip Walters. And we are remembering and honoring our friend and legend, Coach Dean Hayes. And we have a special caller on the line, his daughter, Erin. Hey there. Hi, Erin. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, too. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for calling in. Your dad was just such a sweet, fun guy. Okay. Well, you're welcome. We're happy to call in. I'm. We've been sitting here laughing as much as you guys are. I've got my mom, Jan, my sister, Kara, and my brother-in-law, Mike, here. And I've been messaging with the family, so I know my Aunt Judy's there. Mm-hmm. I know she's got one of her sons, Doug, and I've noticed that an assortment of the track kids are on. And so I want to say thank you on behalf of the family for... Roasting Dad. <laughs> You're more than welcome. 
because he wouldn't want it any other way. Gosh, right. I wish he was here, Aaron. Oh, no. I, we all do, and but you and Chip are, are, are doing a bang-up job, and you've got the <laughs> peanut gallery that's providing an assortment of comments. So yeah. you're doing a, do you you're have doing any stories, thing. Aaron? Do you have anything you oh want? Oh, my gosh. Would you like to tell a story? <laughs> We've got about six more minutes, but would you like to tell us something? <laughs> tell, tell us, well, you, you tell us what he was like to be, your, be a dad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, what was he like to be a dad? He was awesome. Um, one of the things, I guess, Kara and I are just like going stories. The stories are we had the best parents, um, the most inclusive parents, we were so incredibly lucky to grow up with the supportive parents that we had, but also the brothers, the sisters, the older brothers, the younger brothers, the older sisters, the younger sisters. It just, the gigantic family that we have, whether they're mm-hmm. Americans or the Ghanaians, the Nigerians, Ugandans, Kenyans. Wow. I mean, the opportunities that were presented to us, not just for us to be able to go to the international competitions with dad, um, but also the fact that we got the opportunity to experience um, some of the other cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, the Thanksgiving in the dorm with 40 people or the Thanksgiving <laughs> here at the house with 40 people. You wow. think I'm kidding. Oh, I know. Um, you had a lot of babysitters, didn't you, Jane? <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of babysitters, a lot of big brothers, a lot of big sisters. Um, you know, Christmas dinner, Cece posted that we'd take the kids to Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner at Shoney's or whatever. And we did that because it was important to us to make sure that those kids that couldn't get home had family mm-hmm. and right. were and celebrated what were important holidays to us with family um mom made the note about how how much fun we had living in the dorm um because they were dorm parents and so we Karen mm-hmm. and i grew up in clement hall um you know with all our mm-hmm. big brothers and Karen and i were talking earlier that we had the run of the ground floor of clement hall but in order to talk to the guys that were on the second floor and the third floor, we had to climb the trees in front of Clement Hall. Which oh, my goodness. Crazy. I was going to there ask we you were. about that. Aaron, yeah. Aaron I think uh, if your mom hadn't come up with the money for a down payment for a house, you'd still been in the dorm. <laughs> Probably. We would have been in that dorm. That's right. Well, I, I, had a, I had a cousin of mine uh, from down in Lawrence County, Frank Silver, who reached out and said that Coach Hayes, he said he was, he was my dorm daddy when he was getting his uh, – getting his master's degree so it it touched a lot of lives and and you know and i I know you guys are are super proud of everything he did but then to see the outpouring of love that's come your way over the last 48 hours or so uh it's got it it makes you proud and and humble and 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 really you know kind of validates yep that was our dad that was our guy you know what? I would say it's not just over the last the, the last forty eight hours have been an incredible outpouring, but for me, and I'm going to give it a little different perspective. I'm a certified track and field official, mm-hmm. and when folks find out who whose daughter I am, they gush. Or when the coaches are mm-hmm. find out that I'm working a meet, oh my God, I love your dad, wow. and they tell me an experience that they've had with my dad so it it's just been 50 plus years 
of outpouring um, that Karen, Mom, and I have had. And so we can't say thank you to the track and field community and the community of Murfreesboro for everything um, that they've done and all the support. So thank you. Well, we thank y'all. What do you think your dad would be thinking of all this right now? Oh, I know the answer to that. What is it? Oh, yeah. He'd be he, shrinking back. He'd be like, he would. He would divert to something else as soon as he could. So, Aaron, here's what much. I want to know. Okay. The, what's funny is talking about your dad's eating habits. Like, that is sticking with me. I did not know that about him, that he, like, did not love to eat. So what was that oh. like? Um, the man would pick. He would literally pick meat and potatoes, <laughs> spaghetti and meat sauce. Twinkies were truly a staple. That's um, <laughs> Twinkies, I love it. The, not kidding. We've got stories about um, not that long ago we were coming back from one of the conference meets, and I can't remember if it was the second trip to El Paso or it was coming back from Houston at Rice. I can't remember which one. And dad's bag was getting scanned when we were going through the airport <laughs> and the tsa agent said i'm sorry i need to check this bag i busted out laughing i looked at dad and i said it's going to be a twinkie and <laughs> opened the bag and i'll be darned if dad didn't get stopped for contraband of a twinkie Stop that's it. hilarious oh, oh i didn't know that one i didn't know that one. Oh my gosh i wish yeah. i knew that so i could have teased him about that that's hilarious well aaron hey everybody just tell everybody at the house we love them and thank you so much thanks for calling in we love you Aaron. well i love you too you guys asked about um what we're gonna do mm-hmm. um which was the real reason that i called gotcha in. um we are gonna have a very small private family service um but what we want to do is and we're working with dr mcphee and chris massaro at the university Um, We're going to have a very large celebration, I say very large, we're going to have a celebration of life, um, and we're going to pick a good weekend based on the uh, Division I track and field schedule. I've already got something circled on the calendar, but I want to work with Dr. McPhee and Chris to make sure that it lines up for them, and um, that will and we'd like to have it at the Dean A. Hayes track and soccer stadium. That'll be great. Yep. Um, and we'll get the word out and um, just want everybody to come in, fill up the stadium, celebrate Dad. I, as I talked to some of the track guys and the girls yesterday and today, we want to celebrate him and roast him all at the same time because <laughs> he wouldn't want anything else. We're going to um, do that. We can say, have Th- twink Twinkies. That's right. Yeah, we'll have Twinkies. We'll do all sorts of things. We'll have Twinkies and Heath bars and Kool-Aid. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. I and love it. Thanks, Thank Chip. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Aaron, God bless you. Thank you so much. And Chip, Chip and, Jim, and Jim, this has been amazing. Thank you. It's gone by too fast. I know. Well, Thank y'all. I guess our time is up. I hear the music, but we just want to say, Coach Hayes, we love you. We we'll remember you. you. We miss you. Thank you to his family. And thank you to these two guys here tonight who are awesome to come in here and talk to us about it. And thank y'all for listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. God bless you. Good night.